are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locks On Diamondbacks podcast, a part of the Locks On Podcast Network, your team every day you're listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got Javier Reyes. We're playing a old pod we recorded a couple weeks ago where we're talking about the MLB trade deadline still, the moves that the Padres made, the moves that they didn't make that they thought they were going to make. And then we also wrap up the pod with our final conversation with Sully Baseball about the Field of Dreams and some movies he really wants me to watch. So we got a whole bunch to talk to you guys about today. But Join walking baseball encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors both present and past. Featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts. Subscribe to Locked On MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, let's jump right into that conversation with Javier Reyes. Let's transition now to the trade deadline. I just want to know, before we get into any particulars about the trade deadline, just what was your overall takeaway from the trade deadline? Uh, just, just not as your team, but as a whole. We talked about a little bit. Uh, you know, you're saying a little bit that maybe it wasn't the craziest trade deadline in MLB history, the one you just brought up. Uh, you know, that, what was it, 2015, you said? Yeah, 2015. Yeah, that's, that sounded pretty crazy. I, I mm-hmm. totally forgot about some of those moves. Uh, but this, the, the reason why I said this one might have been the craziest ever, just because if you try to go to, like, MLB trade rumors, their top 60 trade targets entering the deadline. I feel like 50 of them were moved. Like pretty much anyone that was rumored to be moved at the deadline, Mm -hmm. they were moved. So what would just your overall takeaway as a whole from the deadline? Look, the deadline made me sad uh, in a lot of ways, which I imagine you're about to ask me about. But Mm -hmm. just in terms of non-Padres related it was crazy and it was awesome for the sport, man. I mean, I mean, every people are also forgetting, like there were some guys who were rumored to go to teams that they just didn't. I mean, everyone was assuming that, um, what's his face? Adam Frazier was a prime target for the white Sox. All of a sudden he's on the Padres. Everyone was, I mean, the Boston fans basically chopped it up. It's a done deal. They're getting Anthony Russo. And then he goes to the Yankees. And then they also get Gallo. Andrew Heaney gets moved around the Yankees, a team that everyone thought was just dead. And there was, they can't buy. There's no way they can improve the roster guys. It's freaking baseball. Uh, GMs don't just log on to baseballamerica.com and then decide which of the things that they can actually trade. No, everybody views things differently. If, if, if that's how it was that you and I could be GMs, it could be like, Oh, this is our number three prospect. Do we want to give them up? No, there's more to it than that. And you know, like you said, everybody, I mean, with Max Scherzer and Trey Turner, uh, with, um, you know, I mentioned Adam Frazier and Anthony Rizzo and, and, and Joey Gallo, and then Craig Kimbrell going to the White Sox, just helping to bolster that bullpen. Even, even guys like Daniel Hudson, Richard Rodriguez, the Braves, just taking all these dark throws on random teams. And 
I'm probably forget Jose Barrios, who was a trade target for everybody, and it started heating up. And then he goes for a, a sizable package return from the Blue Jays, uh, and that was really fun. Like uh, also Nelson Cruz to the Rays. I know it didn't happen in, like the last day or so, but even that was big, a big move. So basically, all across the board, man. And he even got some dumb stories, like we already talked about the Rockies and why didn't they sell? We get to make fun of them. That's fun. And then you also have like the Mariners who. Uh, my, our guy, Jerry Depoto, who just might have lost the clubhouse. So that's a <laughs> yeah. whole other thing. Right? That's a whole other thing that happened. Like it was, it, I think it was great for the sport. I, I really, really do. And I think that I even said this before the deadline and I still stand by it. I think the MLB trade down is objectively the best trade deadline right now. Football, nothing ever happens. None of the important players ever move around. You yeah. got to figure it. There's too much that has to be figured out with systems. You don't see a quarterback getting traded. It just doesn't happen. If you're mildly good, you get extended in this league. I mean, Sam Darrell, everybody's like, oh, that's a trade asset. It's like, has he thrown the long ball once? <laughs> well, in his career? I don't know. Why are we acting like that was a noteworthy move? It's just <laughs> anyone who can like play the position. They never give up quarterbacks in the NFL. And then you have in the NBA used to be really good. I think it's still solid. You can have some moves, but I think these days teams are really smart and they don't want to give up giant assets. They don't want to pull a James Dolan for Carmelo Anthony. You know what I mean? So I think that they're realizing oftentimes you're not going to break through halfway through the year. You might know who you are by then. So the NBA guys just got a little bit smarter in baseball, all sorts of craziness happens all the time. And I think it was fantastic. And while it did make me sad, I want more MLB trade deadlines like this for years to come. Yeah, the MLB trade deadline this year is how we envision the offseason should be when it comes to MLB free agency. Yes. Free agency is just so slow. It, it takes like three months for anyone to get signed. Like last year, the winter meetings came and went and still nothing happened. Usually the winter meetings is like, all right, all the GMs are getting together. We're about to see some big moves. I remember 10 years ago, that's when the pool holes and the CJ Wilsons and all those fat contracts came about. Usually mm-hmm. the winter meetings is when those fat deals get laid, but that didn't happen this year. And the last few years, you've had to wait later and later in the off season for players to start to get picked up. So I kind of like this MLB trade trade deadline because it gave you a taste of what the off season could be. So I think that's where baseball could still really capitalize because look at the NBA free agency, 80% of the free agents are gone literally after the first two or three days. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like Dennis Schroeder was like begging teams to come take him because uh, no one else had money. Like all the money's gone after the first three days. So mm-hmm. I think it would be, more fun if baseball did that. It would just create a greater urgency if you try to buy the players immediately that became available because then, you know, it just creates more competition for everyone in the league to try to get in on one player. So I still think baseball could capitalize a lot on their offseason. But overall, I thought the Braves, I, I don't know if I like their moves, but they were mm-hmm. intriguing to go after. Like, it was intriguing, right? Yeah. yeah. Solaire, Rosario, Duvall. It was like <laughs> pretty much every just, you know, solid like second or third outfielder out there. We're like, hey, come over here. If you're like a mid, if you're like arguably the best outfielder on your team, but no one really wants to pay you, just come over here and we'll take care of you. Uh, the Yankees. Yeah. I felt like also a theme with the deadline. A lot of the teams, like you said, that we thought were going to get the players, it was end, it ended up a lot of times being the secondary team that got the player. Like, Dodgers with Scherzer, like you said, Yankees with Rizzo. A lot of times it was the secondary team, the team that we didn't know was the favorite to to get the player. That the team that might have been in second in those, you know, uh bidding wars, they ended up coming away with uh, a lot of the top players. So I thought that was pretty interesting. But overall, this was a, a pretty crazy deadline, pretty fun. And with the Padres, of course, they didn't get their top dog, but 
how do you like Adam Frazier on your team? Because I still like, you know, even though they didn't get the, the top dog they wanted, I still like a lot of their moves. I still like getting Adam Frazier. Uh, we'll see about Marisnik. I've never been a big Marisnik guy, but Daniel Hudson, I, I think he's one of the most underrated relievers in baseball. I mean, this guy used to be a Cy Young candidate as a starter, kind of like an Ian Kennedy, and now he's transitioned over to being one of the best, you know, relievers in baseball. So how do you feel at least from what you did get back on the deadline? How do you feel about it? Javi and I will continue our conversation about the trade deadline, but with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts your car will need. Why door often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about his box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com we all know we should be eating more fish to get our omega-3s and protein, but the seafood counter can be intimidating. Which fish tastes the best? What type of cut? Can you really be sure about the quality? Wild Alaskan Company takes the guesswork out of buying wild-caught seafood. Wild Alaskan Company delivers high-quality, sustainably sourced, wild-caught seafood right to your door. Choose from salmon, whitefish, or a combination, and every month there are different specials to explore. Each shipment contains premium, wild-caught, individually wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare, and it's easy to cook. Get your nutrition from nature with Wild Alaskan Company. And right now, you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. That's wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB for $15 off your first box. wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. Make sure to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Let's get back into the pod. Yeah, I mean, we should just let's just get into it, right? So there's okay. I wrote about this for for just baseball. If anybody wants to go check this out, just where the Padres stand. And I'm in like a kind of a mellow mood because I really think that it depends. I think timing and the specifics is what made the deadline depressing. So what I mean by that is if it isn't one, if Max Scherzer doesn't go to the Dodgers of all teams, along with Trey Turner. That's that's already like awesome. I tweeted at one point saying that I think the biggest W the Padres could get is the Dodgers not improving their team like that, which of course they did. And then the Nationals, for some reason, were like, oh, yeah, take our best shortstop, you know, top 10 player in the National League at minimum just for. Yeah, we'll take that one catcher that everybody that you've been trying to ship away in every trade for a year. We're going to take that guy from you. So shout out to another Manchurian candidate potentially <laughs> in the Nationals helping out the Dodgers. But um. I think if that doesn't happen, then it's a lot more exciting and it's a lot more positive for, for Padres fans. If it isn't originally reported that yeah. we got Max Scherzer, 
not definitively reported, but the whole close to a deal. And before someone says, see, that's why you don't listen to the sources say uh, uh, close to a deal. It's like, yeah, but every other report and trade that happens, it started with close to a deal for blah, 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 blah. It just happened that the one time that wasn't true, it was with my team and with Max Scherzer. So that contributes to it. And I do wonder if part of what makes the Padres uh, deadline less depressing is if the Adam Frazier thing gets announced on Friday where we're like, oh, OK, like it might be the psychological thing that because it happened on Sunday instead of the Friday of the deadline that we were more depressed. And we just thought that we were sitting there looking there like we were um, what's his face from uh, from Pulp Fiction. You know what I mean? Like, I, I forgot. Like, what's the dude's name? What's the actor's name? God damn it. I've never watched Pulp Fiction. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, it's my on my gosh. bucket list. It's on my movie <laughs> bucket list. Samuel Jackson. I want to see it. Samuel Jackson, I'm going I'm to look it up as I continue talking because I could do two things at once. Multitask. Um, yeah, multitask, man. A documentary just came out on him, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, John Travolta. There we go, ladies and okay. John Travolta. Come on. The whole should say Greece. Yeah, yeah, I know. I should. Yeah, I should have said, all right, sorry that you never heard of Pulp Fiction. you never seen it before. I've never so, like, seen most... Greece either, to be fair. <laughs> but I know he's in that. No, I know. I got you. I got you. I mean, he was a big star at one point. One yeah. of the biggest. But like, I think <laughs> if point. that doesn't happen, you know, I think that if if some of the things change around a little bit, a lot more optimistic. However, you look at the team and you're like, nobody knows what's going on with Mackenzie Gore. Nobody. And that might mean my optimistic viewpoint about it is the reason probably doesn't want to trade him away is because it, his value might be so in the dumps that he knows why should I trade him for, I don't know, uh, Tyler Anderson might be his value right now just because he literally hasn't pitched since June. After mm. being the top pitching prospect in baseball, now he's getting lit up in AAA and he hasn't pitched since June, which is very concerning. So maybe his thing is like, why move him now if he has this big upside? Let me wait for it to return. That way I can get some better value or just keep the guy. He might be the next you know great ace pitcher for the Pirates. We don't know. Um, so that's one thing. And you still have those assets, but at the same time, man, it's like, ah, you, you might potentially be playing a wild card game against the Dodgers, against Max Scherzer, and that inspires less confidence. Don't get me wrong. Bring it on, though. At the same time, while I am mellow about it, my thing that I do want to bring up to people is they won last year. It's been plenty of times, not just for the Dodgers, but these high budget super teams that go out there and especially the Dodgers. And they lose to Howie Kendrick. So my thing is, don't panic. Who knows if Hassan Kim, who hasn't been a great batter for the team this year, hits a mammoth two-run tying home run off of Kenley Jansen in the ninth inning. Like, let's not act like the Dodgers deserve this this banner of consistency. Everyone's acting like it's 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 a guarantee. It's like it's likely. It's likely that they win it all. I mean, their team is basically foolproof with the exception of uh, pieces of that bullpen. Like, it's likely. But why are you guys acting like this is all said and done? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why everybody's doing that. Have we not learned from the past few years? It's just it's just very silly on my part. Is that Dodger hating? Sure, of course it is, because I hate the Dodgers. But, um, yeah, I think that it was a very depressing deadline. I would have liked to see them get an arm, maybe even a Kyle Gibson, mm-hmm. as long as the price wasn't too high. I do understand Barrios, maybe not trading for him because the Blue Jays did give up a lot. And bottom line is, probably likes working in markets that are a little bit more lessened. He likes swiping in there and getting Joe Musgrove. He likes going to, before it was cool to start trading with the Cubs, he likes to go in and swipe you Darvish. And then he likes to go in and grab Blake Snell, who, you know, hasn't been great this year. But nonetheless, the point still stands that he likes operating in a more deflated market. Trent Grisham, Tommy Pham, even mm. heck, Emilio Pagan, Mark Melanson signing him for barely anything. He's like leading the league in saves right now. So uh, that's not exactly the the market that probably likes to operate in, the one that we saw this trade deadline. So I'm optimistic, but at the same time, it's like, 
there's a lot of issues with this team, man. Uh, but they are very, at least at the minimum, at the minimum, the best Padres team we've seen in like 20 years. Mm, Preller sounds like me when it comes to fantasy feasting on the week. I like that mindset by Preller. And yeah, it was, it was Ken <laughs> Rosenthal. <laughs> yeah. It was Ken Rosenthal who reported it. So it wasn't like it was some random, you know, a local yeah. journalist. Mm-hmm. Ken Rosenthal is like one of the top five, you know, most locked in sources there is in baseball. So Ken Rosenthal is like, yeah, this deal is close. It's imminent. Uh, I'm going to take that to the bank because Ken, Ken Rosenthal is not uh, wrong a lot. Sully and I will wrap up our Field of Dreams conversation in just a second, but did you know Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action? Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Let's wrap up the pod. So it seems like this was a success. So how do we get this more into the sport? Should we do a different game, a different movie every year? Should we? I think we should have. I I don't know if there's. I mean, eventually, what we could do? Bull Durham night, the natural night, the Sandlot night. Exactly. Um, We got 162 games, Sully. Yeah, I, I know. I think there should be an interesting, like maybe a Hawaii game, maybe an Alaska game. Maybe, you know, we've gone to Puerto Rico and Mexico. Um, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, well, I, look at, look, we'll go play one in Cooperstown. Play one, play, play a game that counts in Cooperstown, the day of the Hall of Fame induction, you know, do something like that. Um, I'm sure there's other ones I can think of that, that off the top of my head uh, that I'm not thinking about right now, but uh, there's, uh, there are ways we can do it. I mean, uh, there's, it's tough to build a new stadium in Brooklyn have a game be played in Brooklyn, but, um, you know, there, there, there are things you can do, especially some of the sites of former ballparks like Tiger stadium in Detroit, like sportsman park in St. Louis, uh, like the, like the old parks in Detroit and in Kansas city, which were the Negro league parks. And also the one in Cleveland that maybe you play a game there. And on that site, I mean, there's, there are ways you can do it and make it a fun night. Uh, but it's it'd be tough to top this one because those other ones are more intellectual things. And, and Field of Dreams is such a part of our pop culture and has been one of those films and to its credit that has not left our pop culture. There's some films it, it doesn't feel like a dated 80s film when you see it, basically, because they don't have like. Like they didn't play like Thomas Dolby blinded me with science uh, or something like 80s music in the middle of it. In fact, most of the music they played in it, that was not the theme, not the uh, score by James Horner was rock music from the 60s because Kevin Costner's character was a former hippie. Uh, But um, I don't know. It'd be tough to it'd be tough to top this one. 
but uh, let's give it a shot. I know you're the complete wrong person to come up with a new mm. movie idea because you've seen like three movies in your entire life, and you call films that came out in 2015 way too old. That's way that was that. Did they even have sound back then? So I I I, I know that about you. So, but um, I uh, I'll come up with something. Yeah, sometimes watching movies in like the early 2000s can be pretty tough sometimes. You look at some of the film and you'd be like, this is, this was the films in the like, you go back to, I'm watching like TV shows from like 04. I'd be like, dang, like I'm watching The Wire right now. It's like 04. It doesn't look bad, the quality, but you're like, dang, everyone's on a pager in 04. It just feels like the show is so dated. Oh, I'm telling you, man, I go back to seeing some of the action films that I grew up in the eighties, there was just, everything was inundated with action films because that was when everyone had VCRs and action films were the biggest things to, to rent. And so there's this flood of action movies from the eighties. It was like a whole genre. And when you watch some of them now and you think you want to make a checklist of all the movies whose plots could have been solved if they had cell phones. And that is most of them, most of them. So it's it's funny. It's like now it's like, you know, you have to have little things in action. Film like, oh, there's no reception here because if not, you know, it's like, yeah, just call them. We'll be fine. It'll yeah, be fine. basically, basically in horror movies now, they have to have no connection for the movie to progress yeah. because it's like, oh, if their cell phone works, they just call for help and the movie's yeah. over. <laughs> so yeah. every now it's like, oh, the electricity's out, the Wi-Fi's out, they have no connection. So yeah, I think the biggest thing maybe to spice up the game still if we're doing in like the field of dreams kind of genre maybe you know get really funky maybe you do a thing where it's like you have two teams and they switch home arenas one night or like let's say it's like red sox yankees when the red sox go to yankee stadium they're actually the home team how do you feel about that they're the ones batting in the bottom of the inning and then if they walk it off they get to do it at yankee stadium how much excitement do you think that could bring to the sport of baseball something like that I think it only works if they can play Dirty Water when the Red Sox win in Yankee Stadium. Because that's the song they play when the Red Sox walk off in Fenway Park, which is in... I don't want to get us in trouble with Locked On MLB with music rights yeah. so as much as I can sing there. But yeah, that, that would be sacrilege. You know, play New York, New York if the Yankees win. Uh, I'm all for mixing stuff up. I'm all for mixing stuff. Sure. Sure. Why not? Yeah, but is there I, any movies that even work like a Field of Dreams with the with the field and every, everything? Everything was. I mean, the only other possible one would have been The Natural, or The Sandlot, maybe. Yeah. Um. But like nothing worked better because Field of Dreams was about the stadium that was built. I mean, that that's what the that was the plot was about. He built this stadium, and then the ghosts of the players come out from the cornfield, and so when you had all the players walk out for the. You, there's Costner who was there in the movie and the players come out like they did in the movie. Uh, it, it's a, it, that to, to bring up another movie you didn't see, that was a perfect <laughs> storm of uh, things that just worked. And uh, yeah, it's going to be tough to replicate that. It's going to be tough to replicate that, but uh, let's be creative. Let's be creative. Yeah, it's going to be tough, but I'm hoping baseball could do something fun like that because it was innovative and it definitely yeah. brought new excitement. You know, on a, you know, on a, because what day was that? It was like a Friday. Thursday. Right? So it was, it was like Thursday. It was Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. yeah, so a random Thursday game just to bring a different level of excitement, a different vibe to the game. I'm all you just got to do that. Uh, Sully Baseball, Locked On, MLB. Where can the listeners find you? Well, yep, that is me. My full name is Paul Francis Sullivan. Everyone calls me Sully. You know, the reason I go by my full name is that the, one of the lead baseball writers at the Chicago Tribune is named Paul Sullivan. Mm. 
Mm. When I was writing my blog, there'd be people who write my comment section. It's funny you write that here, but you wrote the exact opposite in the Chicago Tribune. <laughs> and it's, it's, and so I decided to throw my middle name in there, but throw in, please call me Sully is kind of a, I think Paul Francis Sullivan sounds very pretentious. So I kind of like try to diffuse it a little bit there. But, you know, I'm, you can follow me on Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And you can follow the podcast Locked on MLB wherever you get your podcast. And if you want to hear me talk more about movies and baseball, subscribe to Bull Durham Minute, where I broke down the movie Bull Durham one minute at a time. <laughs> and a lot of guests, including several of the hosts of Locked on MLB, uh, the Locked on Podcast Network, were guests on the show as well. So uh, the, that was a lot of fun to do that. I may do another – I may eventually do Moneyball in that same format. I'm also thinking of uh, The Graduate, which is a film you've never heard of because it came out <laughs> before I was born, let alone you. So, But it's one of my 10 favorite movies of all time. So there you go. Yeah, anything before I was born, I'm probably not watching. Lion King is like the oldest I'm probably going. That's like 97 or something like that. 97 yeah. is probably my cutoff range. But Sully Baseball, thank you for hopping on today. Hey, send me movie recommendations. I'm going to get on The uh, Departed. I believe Gotta, that's what you're Departed and Goodfellas. Watch Departed and Goodfellas. The, the Goodfellas is the best one. That's the best of the Scorsese films. And Departed is great, but uh, Goodfellas is the the greatest uh, gangster film. With the possible exception of The Godfather, but I find Goodfellas to be more entertaining. The Godfather may have been a bigger sort of epic, but the Goodfellas, just in terms of entertainment value, you're not going to top it. Okay, I'll definitely check it out. I got to check it out because uh, it sounds like a pretty good movie from it's what great. you're telling me. It's it great. Sounds, it's great. It, it holds sounds up. like it. It holds, holds up. up. That's that's what I care about the most. It does no cell phones, though. There are no cell phones. It takes place in the 70s, so there's no <laughs> okay. cell phones. That's all right. That's okay. Sully Baseball, thanks for hopping on. I'll catch you later, sir. All right, man. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. Remember, betting on the D-backs doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's the lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. We always got pre-recorded pods on tap. So we might play that tomorrow, probably recap a little bit or about the D-back series against the Phillies. Supposed to have Locked On Phillies host Dan Wilson on the pod on Friday. So be on the lookout for that. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!